you are now entering Nick and Mello's hyperspace. Hello, I'm Carmelo, and I, I think my favorite character arc of overcoming grief is Ezra Bridger in Rebels. I think it's a beautiful and fascinating arc. Uh, my name's Nick, and my favorite character that overcomes grief in Star Wars is definitely Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, controversial as that may be. In our journeys through hyperspace, we examine everything and anything Star Wars from the point of view of two lifelong fans, one young, one old, who came together through the will of the Force. And in this episode, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic and something that I um, had my mind on a while back. And since I come from a social work background and a therapeutic background, I wanted to talk about grief. Grief is a complicated emotion, a set of emotions. Um, we all face grief at some point in our lives, and Star Wars is no different. I tell my wife all the time that most Star Wars characters' problems can be solved with a little bit of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to not therapize some of these characters, but talk about ways their grief has affected their decisions, how the grief has affected the story and the uh, consequences of their grief and how they have um, continued to inspire. I think that's the main focus that George Lucas always wanted to instill in people is hope inspires. And right. to me, to me, one of the most hopeful things ever is somebody overcoming grief and still becoming a positive um, inspiration to others. And you know, it's really interesting because the the history and politics of the galaxy with the notion of war, with the empire, with authoritarianism, oppression, and all of that, um, the notion of grief sort of goes along with that. And one of the things that, I, that I'm really excited about talking about here is how connected the personal is to the social, how the personal is connected to the political all of these processes that we have as individuals are very much connected to the world that surrounds us, to the circumstances of when we live and where we live and how we live. Um, and so I, I love the idea of grief and audience. This is an idea that, that Nick came up with, and I'm very excited, very excited to have a conversation um, about it. And that's, that's really quite fun. So I think first we need to talk about grief a little bit and some of the misconceptions or maybe some myths about grief um and i think in star wars the main thing i noticed is a lot of times characters will have tragedy happen or galactic scale tragedy like you were just mentioning with oppression and authoritarianism um and a lot of times the movies especially and even some of the shows we don't really get a lot of time to spend with characters That's dealing true. with the grief dealing with the consequences of maybe their actions or someone else's actions um, we just not enough time. We got to get the story going. We got to mm -hmm. get things resolved. And a lot of this time is, I think the fiction does a really good job of exploring the idea of mm -hmm. grief. You mentioned um, how in, in films, sometimes there's not, we don't have that space for processing grief. Um, and I think a really excellent example is in the very first film, like Leia doesn't have the time in the film for her to mourn the destruction of Alderaan. And I, as you said, I really enjoy how in fiction, um, in a book like Bloodline, for example, we get to see a little bit more about, about that moment, about thinking about that moment. Um, and so it's it's really quite wonderful. You know, in our show, we all, we're always sort of moving from movies to television, to comics, to novels. And one of the things that is really nice about that is that things that cannot happen in the movie can happen in fiction or can happen in comics. 
Um, and I think the case of Leia in, in New Hope in episode four is a very good example of that. Yeah, that's a that's actually very interesting you brought that up because I was thinking, um, you know, I think we see Luke grieve more in that movie than we do Leia when he we grieves. Do. See we him do. lose Obi Wan, and he doesn't even grieve over his aunt and uncle, which I find weird. But that is a that's a very interesting point. Uh, things just happen to characters, and they just have to move on. Mm-hmm. But in a real life situation, you know that like if I if you or I were to lose Earth, that would be huge. I don't know how we would continue to fight a war. Oh my god! Or you know, continue. I would to be a mess. Navigate that. No, right. Um, some of the things I love about the Star Wars comics actually deals with Leia and her grief of losing Alderaan, losing Han Solo. Uh, but the after Empire Strikes Back, we get to see a lot of her, her her mindset change. She becomes more aggressive. She becomes yep. a little more on edge. Right. Um, and then when she loses Han Solo, she kind of loses a little bit of hope. The person that she kind of leaned on for support and saw the good in. Uh, so even the most hopeful of characters in Leia yeah. can be stricken by grief and really affect her. You know, it's really interesting because I just saw Force Awakens, and it is really. It's really quite beautiful the way that the film processes the grief of the loss, the loss of their son Ben Solo, mm-hmm. um, to the transformation of Kylo Ren, and so it, it's it's really it's really quite beautiful to see the sort of sadness, desperation, anger, frustration about about them and not being able to have their son back. You bring up uh, the sequel trilogy, and I think as many problems as people may have with it. I think the one thing I I always love about that is I think each movie in a way has each of our three main characters from the original trilogy and some form or fashion, they kind of deal with the grief of the loss of Ben Solo. Mm -hmm. Han Solo is the first movie. Luke is the second and Leia in the final film. Right. And I think they all kind of learned that lesson of we all made mistakes and Ben is the one that suffered for it, but we can still help him and still help the galaxy. And I think that was the, really underlying theme of that trilogy is grief that's that's really beautiful nick thinking of the sequel trilogy as a, as a trilogy of grief for the older characters mm-hmm. and for um, the older older ways of the galaxy yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 oh my god you just made those movies better <laughs> <laughs> even better i like them i like them very much so you mentioned luke skywalker as your mm-hmm. point character for for anarcho overcoming grief so can you talk a little bit about that i remember the first time seeing that movie i think a lot of people and myself included last jedi last jedi i'm sorry yes last jedi the movie that deals with luke's grief and uh his character development even to this day people debate if they they enjoy the characterization or not i'm not here to debate that i'm here to debate the or discuss the kind of transition from old man stubborn luke who has lost his will lost his hope to the loop we remember and i think that is a beautiful transformation because i think a lot of us forget luke was in his early 20s when he defeated vader and the emperor mm-hmm. and at 23 years old you're not you don't have life figured out you don't have anything figured out and we see luke in his 50s and pushing 60 and close to your age i guess you could say and yes and the last jedi and things are much different for him he's went through so much and there's still a lot we're exploring but we don't know all of his story Mm-hmm. From what we do know, from what the films give us, is Luke failed, and failure, like Leota says, is the greatest teacher. Um, and I think it takes a long time for Luke to accept that. Sometimes it's not a death that causes grief. I think mm-hmm. one way I like to define grief to people is grief is a when our expectations 
don't get met in life. So that could not just be the death of a friend or loved one. That could uh, be the loss of a title, the loss of a role. Uh, right. So a lot of people, when they're dealing with right. health issues and they may not be able to move like they used to, or right. they may get a terminal illness and they have to readjust how they live life, like right. diabetes or heart disease or something like that. Um, so that's that. there's grief that comes with that, changing it, becoming dependent, um, or just the way life, life goes. They didn't expect it to go that way. Mm-hmm. So for Luke, he expects to rebuild the Jedi Order and just things return to the way they are. But he doesn't learn those lessons that his masters had to go through with grief right. and loss. And those things seems to happen to him. And he's grief stricken because a lot of people will say that, you know, in the film, he tried to kill Ben Solo. I think that was just a moment of weakness. I don't think he intended, yeah. intended to kill Luke. I don't think the movie makes that pretty clear. Yep. But a lot of people will always go back and say, well, he never, never wanted to kill Vader. Why is that? But I think there's an important thing people are forgetting is Vader isn't Luke's failure. Luke had nothing to do with Anakin becoming Darth Vader. Ah, uh, true. That was Yoda and Obi-Wan and the Jedi's fault. Luke is just, it's his father. It's his, the only family he knows left. Uh, ben is his failure. Ben is was given to him by his sister and best friend. And then he failed, not just him, but them and destroyed that family and did not just destroy the family, but destroy the galaxy. And you have, I, you have thought about this. Oh, I love this. This is such a beautiful story. Uh, and I, I think The Force Awakens telegraphs it perfectly when they're looking for Luke and Han runs into uh, Finn and, and Ray, and they, they said they thought he was a myth or that he wasn't real. And Han says, yeah, he's real. But after the Jedi fell, he, he left. He ran away. I think it telegraphs it perfectly because in my mind, when I hear that, I'm thinking, oh, Luke is, Luke is dealing with some real baggage about what had just transpired. He's not, of course. he's not going off like some people thought to be connect with the force or become stronger. No, he's, he's becoming the Jedi tradition of becoming a hermit, just like Yoda mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan did before him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is not a, a situation where Luke is, is helping the galaxy. He's, his, his, he thinks his presence is hurting the galaxy. Yeah, you're, you're right. The, the, there's this old tradition in Chinese culture about the recluse, you know, the person that sort of leaves civilization and goes away um, but in the case of Luke, is fleeing. It's not consciously saying I need to be by myself. Is is it's fleeing, um, mm-hmm. and and it is sort of the grief of that failure yes. that that propels for him to go as far away yes. as far away yes. as he can. Um, I I love I love Luke in Last Jedi because I I love. I love seeing characters struggling. I, I think a hero is more interesting when he struggles rather than the person that always gets it right. <laughs> and I love, I love the arc of Luke in there, in, in that sense, in that sense, yeah. because we see the crisis, but we see, we see the moving on and the, the, the duel that he has with Kylo Ren um, in Crate is, <laughs> is Luke at his best. Right, right. <laughs> Luke at his best. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, while you're saying this, I think of Obi Wan, who, by the time we, when we originally meet Obi Wan, there's a lot of backstory we don't know, and right. it didn't until last year we didn't know how he found right. out that Anakin was Vader and how he became uh, accepting of that and that truth. Uh, so for years there was already kind of we didn't get to see that process of him. I think Luke is really to me might be the first character we really get to see come the to the other side a whole yeah. arc of coming yeah. to the grief process yeah and don't know why it took them almost 40 years to do that 
nonetheless, I think it's very fascinating. Um, and then kind of, like I said earlier, instills the hope of Star Wars that even the greatest of heroes can, yes. can fail, can, yes. can overcome um, insurmountable odds um, and be an inspiration. I think in a way what I, I you know, I, we, we've done a show, um, a show review on Kenobi on the show. Um, and I, I have reservations about a, a few things. But what I what I love about the show and what and what I was hoping the show was and the show was um, was about Kenobi mourning the end of the Jedi, Kenobi mourning the loss of his friend Anakin Skywalker and his apprentice. Um, and so it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful slice of life of what it means to be a survivor of Order sixty six but also the master of the man who becomes Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that to me is, is really quite beautiful. And that the whole, the, the show is that arc of sort of overcoming the grief of that, um, or maybe not completely overcoming it, but accepting dealing with it. it. Maybe dealing accepting with it. it. Yeah. Right. And, and sort of moving on because sometimes the idea of overcoming grief, is not about solving the problem. Yeah. But it's but it's more about sort of facing it, thinking through it, mm-hmm. rather than repressing it or putting it aside, or saying you know I can I can move on now uh, because that all these things stay with you. They really stay with you. Well, and and you made a very extra interesting point just now. You said solving a problem. Think about Luke's decisions or Anakin's decisions uh, or Obi Wan's. There's not really anything to solve. The damage That's- is already done. Yes. And just and just like in real life situations, if you're grieving the loss of a loved one, there's nothing to solve. That person's gone. You can't bring them back. Mm-hmm. And grief is a uh, comes in a lot of forms. Shows a lot of different emotions. It could be anger, could be uh, depression, could be you know guilt. Um, a lot of different things. Yeah. And with the Jedi in particular, which we'll touch on them in a second, uh, I think a lot of we a lot of the characters we do so deal with grief as the Jedi, just because of. I think a lot of them do not process grief a lot really well. And that's just due to their fundamental teachings. It's really interesting that we, that you chose Luke and I chose Ezra mm-hmm. because in the case of Ezra, we're dealing with a child mm. uh, that through the show grows up. Um, in the case of Luke, the, the crisis is when he's already an adult. Mm-hmm. And so it's really fun to think of these two as two very different arcs for the whole process of, of overcoming grief, because Ezra is angry about the death of his parents, but he's also angry about all the injustices. Mm-hmm. And so there's he's sort of grieving, grieving for his world and for his parents and for what the Empire is doing to Lothal. But he starts when he's really young. And so the whole notion of anger, the whole notion of revenge, he's toying with the dark side in season three. All of those things are sort of like paths that are not direct. It's not a straight line. They're sort of zigzagging in the way that he is thinking about his grief and thinking about overcoming it, which is, I think is partly why I love the very end of the season when Palpatine is sort of tempting him mm-hmm. to the whole notion of the way you overcome grief is by reuniting imaginatively with your parents. Right. which is the worst way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really interesting to have Ezra mature enough to realize this is not, to use the language I just used and you use, this is not about solving a problem. 
This is about facing the situation and moving through the situation and recognizing the situation to go to the next step. That's sort of what Ezra is. It's interesting that in Ahsoka, he is past the grief. Mm-hmm. Like we don't meet, we don't meet an Ezra that is connected to that grief anymore. And in a way, that's beautiful. In a way, that's beautiful because he has he has moved on. I think a lot of people with that show have were complaining that oh, Ezra was the same person as he was ten years ago. But I think that's the important part of season four. I think it's. He, the end of season four is his complete story. He's yeah. He is that's that's his arc. Yeah. Him him to me defeating Thrawn. That's his moment of overcoming grief, becoming a Jedi Knight. That's that's where his story not ends per se, but maybe that's where the majority of his character growth comes. This is okay. why I always think of Rebels. Rebels has an ending. Right. Season four has an ending. It's not a cliffhanger. That is not a cliffhanger. Because no. we 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 reach the point of maturity of Ezra. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting because the comments about Ezra and Ahsoka are more about his goofiness and his humor. Those things don't go away. I'm 58 he's, years old. So he's still, always said that. And I'm still as goofy as I was when I was 11. And <laughs> sure. it, it's just really interesting that becoming an adult means you're humorless now. Like, right. No, or- Ezra's personality has that sort of goofiness, that silliness attached to it. Well, even think about, I think of other characters in Star Wars now that have come grief. Like, think about when Leia and Han Solo lose their son. What, what do they do? They revert back to the people they were before. Yes. They are a general yes. again in the war, and then Han Solo is a smuggler again with his right. best friend. Right. They don't They don't stay where they were. Leia's not a politician anymore. Han Solo's not working for the New Republic. They are... Right. They revert back. That's what a lot of grief and trauma will do to you. You will revert back to old habits. Absolutely. Nick and I were talking before recording the show. It's sort of like, well, we can't make this a five-hour marathon because (laughs) there's so so much grief. There is so much grief. Um, But sort of there are little moments, you know, like B2, the droid and or Mm. grieving over um, Marva. But things like Asash Ventress in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And grieving over the death of her civilization um, and the betrayal of Count Dooku and all of those things. It's really interesting that when we think about it, yes, Star Wars is about hope. Yes, Star Wars likes happy endings. But grief is is sort of the stream <laughs> mm-hmm. where many of these characters have to go through. I think of when you say B2, I think of also Cassian in that show where he deals with the or he doesn't really deal with he learns the death of his mother and to me that is a turning point and i think a lot of times when that grief hits that's when a lot of characters have a turning point with cassian it's that's when he kind of commits to the cause of the rebellion for saul that's when he becomes an extremist right Uh, saul guerrero is a great example of grief and how the anger of grief can uh override somebody and make them into a different person Saul Guerrero is a fascinating one because in a way, I don't think he ever overcomes grief. He's sort of ultimate paranoia that he has at the end. Mm. You've come to kill me, um, Jenner. So I haven't seen you in all these years. And that's just why you're here. It always feels to me, Saul Guerrero is a fascinating character to me, but in terms of grief, I don't know that he finds a way. I think he does in a way when he, 
I think he sees the message from Galen or so, explains the plans. They they have the plans. And then when he was leaving, I think he just kind of accepts I'm done fighting. You guys, this is your chance now. And you I go think now. He, yeah. He goes, you go now. That's true. Keep keep the dream alive. That's and then he just true. kind of accepts his fate. I think I think in a way he kind of just that's his way of dealing with it. Like there's hope for me, so I can I can give up now. Maybe for years he never had that hope. And that was the first time he may have had hope in a long time. That's that's how I interpreted that scene. I, I'm not I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going um, to disagree. Um I, I think my my point was that for so much of what we see of him. Mm-hmm. What we see is the consequences of not dealing with that grief. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yes, maybe at the very end you have that moment of of sort of recognition of that grief, mm-hmm. and of sort of letting others continue the struggle of continue the rebellion. There, there, there are other characters, and I just thought about this now, like Boba Fett and the death of his father. Mm. That that's that's one that it's there as grief but we don't get the whole arc Mm-mm. um we get we get snippets of who he is and i i've never read the bounty hunter the the boba fett novels i don't know if they if they deal with that or not uh but at least on film and in clone wars when we see him on television there's not a lot there's not a lot that we see about that process of grief mm-hmm. um well, Although he's there, they're definitely grieving. I mean, this is yeah. this is why he becomes who he is. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I mean, he's a child as well, and at that age, yeah. he has no one. And the only person he did have is gone. That's exactly right. So yeah, That's I think exactly right. I think it makes a lot of sense his his direction. I would like yes. to see more of that story though unfold. Even like I mentioned with Saul Greer, even the characters that don't deal with their grief well, I think Star Wars does an excellent job of always remembering, even though you go through a lot of hell, yeah, there's still hope yeah. at the end of that i hope at yeah. the end of the line even even characters like darth maul even characters like kylo ren i mean there are so many different examples of characters who even at their darkest moments or their final moments they come to accept there is hope and i think that's the underlying grief because a lot of people when they are grieving there's no hope there is no yeah. light at the end of the tunnel there is no other side it's just i'm yeah. gonna be stuck like this forever yeah we live in a world of mental health consciousness Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting that it's always been there. Oh, yeah. Because of the beginning. world that we're in, the war and empire and totalitarianism and all of that. So, Carmelo, before we wrap up, I know we mentioned it and hinted at it earlier. We talked about a lot of different examples of fiction doing great work exploring grief and those topics. But I wanted to highlight two of my favorites. Um, one I don't have a copy of, or, or a couple of my favorites. One I don't have a copy of, and you mentioned Bloodline, uh, but also wanted to talk about um, Shadow of the Sith. Oh, yeah. Wonderful novel. Um, takes place in between Return of the Jedi and uh, Force Awakens. Um, and the person in this book that deals with grief a lot is Lando, who, mm-hmm. as you know, I'm a big Lando fan. Um, love his story. Love his ending in this book. Uh, we get to see a whole process of him overcoming the grief of loss, and it's really incredible. Um, another one's a comics little mini series here uh, called Princess Leia Simple. Never by, read that. It's uh, by Mark Wade. Um, it's, yeah. it's Leia after the destruction of Alderaan, meeting up with other survivors of Alderaan and and finding those survivors and kind of trying to find people of Alderaan a new home. So um, both are fantastic stories. And oh, deal with- I, I need to read that one. I've never read it. I've never it's read it. It's very good. It was one of the early comic series they released. So it's it's pretty, 
pretty famous. I think I own it, um, but I have not read it. So I'm going to I'm going to pull it out when I'm done recording. Carmel is going to do his homework. He's going to he's going to read that. Thank you, Nick. This was this was really really interesting, and I'm very very glad that you chose this topic um, for one of our shows. So, yeah. um, audience, thank you so much for joining us. If you like our video, make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe so you can get notifications about our episodes. And may the force be with everybody. May the force be with you.